Christy here and Jessica and welcome to another episode of the Rooted Girls podcast. Thanks so much for listening today. This is episode 22. Crazy. (laughs) Crazy to think we're on episode 22. Awesome. But we love um, doing this podcast and really the purpose of it is to encourage girls to have their identity, who they are rooted in Christ. So Mm -hmm. no matter what season of life you're in, if you're high school, college, after college, in the working world, young, single, moms, you know, grandmas, <laughs> whoever you are, our goal through this podcast is to inspire and equip women to know who they are in the Lord and to go out and really just make a difference for Him. Definitely. And another cool thing is whenever we do this podcast, it's pretty awesome. Like God's always working in our lives. And so we get the chance to share what God's teaching us. And this episode is really kind of about that. So definitely, definitely. I'm so glad you said that, Jess. And um, just before we introduce the topic and the question, um, we always answer questions on this podcast that either Rooted Girls have submitted to us through email, messaging us at some of our Rooted Girls conferences in the past, or honestly, questions that we ask ourselves in yep. questions and things that we're learning in our own personal walks with the Lord. So that's what this one is today. But before we jump in, I just want to remind you guys, me and Jess, as much as we'd love to, we don't have all the answers. You know, everything we say isn't gold or right. 100% right. A lot of this is us just sharing our hearts and our opinions and kind of our own perspectives and what God has taught each of us. But we always do our absolute best to base it off of biblical truth. Amen. We always want to point you back towards the Bible. But um, we're not all-knowing like God, so we're not always right. But we try to do our best to share our hearts with you and, and again, point you back towards biblical truth. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, um, we'll introduce today's question. And I got to be fully honest with you guys. I was just laughing with Jess before we started recording because I was like, no girl submitted this question. <laughs> I submitted this question yeah. because it is something that I'm dealing with and that God has been teaching me for the last several months Mm -hmm. and you've probably seen the title of this episode but it is called releasing control and i i'm just going to be fully honest with you guys sometimes i like to control situations yes definitely i am a planner i Mm -hmm. like to plan things out i like to know how things are getting from point a to b to c to d all Mm -hmm. the way on to z and sometimes in reality we just can't we just can't know the future we just can't plan things out we can't control everything so I made up this question today, and this question that we're going to be talking about on episode 22 is, how do I release control and trust God in the midst of so many unknowns? Mm. And isn't that such a part of life? Like life in itself, in general, is unknown. We can't know everything, but somehow we feel like we're supposed to and feel like we're lost if we don't know. And something really cool that God's been teaching me about this topic, which this is so very relevant to me as well, that... Feeling like you don't know what's going on, feeling out of control in life is actually not a bad thing because it makes us look at God. It makes us understand that we are not him and we can't be and we we don't need to be. He's in control and we can trust him with whatever we're going through. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And, you know, it's tough to trust God to work Mm. on our behalf or to Mm -hmm. come through when it feels like nothing is happening. And I think that's why I've I've said I'm kind of struggling with this topic and releasing control because it's like, all right, God, I do want your will for my life for sure. Like beyond the shadow of a doubt, of course, I want to follow after you, obey you, walk in your will. That's like a no brainer, Mm -hmm. but it's tough when it seems like nothing is happening and there's no activity or God has told you like, I'm going to do this through you or I have this for you. Mm -hmm. And you're like, 
awesome. That is music to my ears. That sounds great. And then you are like, okay, whenever you're ready, God, like bring it or like let it start. And then it seems like nothing is happening. (laughs) That to me is the hardest Mm -hmm. um, for me personally, when it's the hardest time to not take control. Mm. You know, me sometimes I'm tempted to want to help God. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just want to help you out. Like, okay, God, I know what you promised and I know what you said. Mm -hmm. Um, I would really love that to happen in the next six months. So I will just help you out and get, get a connection happening, you know, get something started so we can get moving and speed this along. And I think sometimes as humans, especially as women, um, especially as me, (laughs) we forget God does not need our help. That's right. He knows what he's doing. He has a plan. He has the absolute best for us in Mm -hmm. store and in mind. And he doesn't need us to come alongside and help him or to show him how things are supposed to go or when it's supposed to happen. But he's, for me, he's like, Christy, back up. Mm -hmm. I got this. You don't need to take control. You just need to sit back and trust in me. So true. And I can relate on that so many levels, but that really reminds me of just how in my, in my past, I I can recall so many times, so many instances where I felt like life should look a certain way, as you said, and I was so involved in the process, you know, through college. Okay. What kind of job do I want? Here's what I'm going to do to get it. Um, what kind of house do I want to live in? What do I do now to get that house? And Mm -hmm. I was just so involved in what I thought was the next steps of life. And I all along saying, okay, God, do what you want to do. But I was so in control that it was really just me making things happen over and over. And ultimately I wasn't fulfilled in them. Mm -hmm. And it so surprised me. I felt like, okay, I've got what I want, but I'm not fulfilled. I'm not happy. I'm not feeling that, you know, I'm right where God wants me because I was the one taking control. And that's the beauty of walking with Jesus is the whole control thing is really a contradiction. If we hold on to our stuff, our life, our job, our family, our relationship, whatever it is, we're going to feel really bound by that. Oh, for sure. There's no freedom in control. Yeah. And if I learned anything from that point in life uh, and continuing that point in life where I try to take control, I've learned that freedom happens when I release. Freedom happens when I surrender. Yeah. And also beautiful, Paul in Philippians uh, chapter three um, in the word talks about what his life looked like before God. Yeah. Before he found Jesus, he was living this perfect life. And you can read the chapter. It's all about, he lays out and, and just order and form like what it was that he had to brag about essentially, mm-hmm. like how high of a standard he had, his, his lineage, his family, his knowledge, everything that he had um, that made him look like the perfect example of a perfect person yeah. <laughs> and a perfect life. But he says in chapter three that all that was gained to me, I count as loss. Like he right. let it go yeah. intentionally because he knew that knowing Jesus and going after what God called him to was better, was more fulfilling, and was ultimately the freedom that he needed. Yeah. And I look to that example a lot in my life because I find that you know, every time we question, when is this going to happen or that going to happen? And we wonder how it's going to happen. And we say, God, what are you doing? Ultimately, we can go back to the reality that knowing Jesus, following Jesus and trusting his plan and purpose for our lives without taking hold of things, you know, here's here's what we're going to do, God, to make it happen. Fully surrendering, fully letting go of control leads to peace and it life does. and freedom. Mm-hmm. And trying to always take control of situations just gets exhausting. It does. After a while, yes. and you grow weary, yeah. you grow weak. When you're trying to operate out of your own strength, 
your own plan, your own will, and you're not operating out of God's strength, his plan, his will, it just gets exhausting. And that's what leads to complete burnout, really, and just failure (laughs) all around. There's really not an easier way to put that. So the best place to be is in the center of God's will. And I think a lot of us know that Mm -hmm. because even with myself, I'm like, yes, Mm -hmm. I know that. Like I said before, like, of course I want God's plan for my life. But when things don't go the way we think it should, Mm -hmm. when it doesn't happen on our timeline, that's when it gets tough. And I think that's when God really wants us to dig deep and trust him. And I think that's the point where it's like we have a decision. It's like, okay, things are not going how I thought they would go. Mm -hmm. Things are not looking how I thought they would look. That's where we need to dig deep and say, God, I don't know why you're doing what you're doing. Or I don't know why something is happening this way, but I'm still going to trust you anyways. But this, at least for me, speaking mm-hmm. from experience, this is the point where we have that decision to make. Yeah. And it's so easy as a human in our own human ways and mindset to be like, okay, God, like maybe if I do this now, mm-hmm. it'll happen. Or maybe if I move over here, or maybe right. if I start doing this type of thing, I can speed this along or mm-hmm. I can get this to happen. Where God's really just saying, wait, yes. trust in me. I've, I'm holding you in my hand. I've got this the entire time. Yeah. Why don't you just let me do what I want to do instead of doing things your way. Right. So it's a constant battle, honestly. And like I said, it's kind of something I've been doing with in the current season I'm in that I really feel God's been teaching me about over this past year, just releasing control and just fully trusting in God and just trusting that he will fulfill mm. the things that he has promised or the things that he has said, even when it doesn't, it doesn't look like it, right. but it's a constant yep. surrender Every and day. it's a constant surrender of just being like, God, this looks so far away, but I trust you anyway. Or God, I don't know how this is going to work out, but I trust you anyway. It's a daily thing. It's so daily. It's not like, okay, God, now I trust you. And then I never have to say that again. You know, it's like a roller coaster almost. There's moments where I'm at the top and I'm like, I really trust God. I'm feeling so secure. Things are going good. Mm -hmm. Like he's got it. And then there's other moments where I'm at the bottom and I'm like, how is this going to happen? I have to figure something out. I got to make a way. When really God's like, no, I'm the one making the way. Mm. I'm in the driver's seat. You're mm-hmm. in the passenger seat. Just let me be in the driver's exactly. seat. Exactly. And that's why, I mean, letting go of control is never easy by any stretch of the imagination. But that knowledge that God is literally, that he is in control, he's in the driver's seat. Like we know who he is so we can let go. Right. We know his character. We know he's trustworthy. For We've sure. seen him do things and work in our lives. So it's not just, okay, I'm going to let go of control now and just trust that everything's going to work out. It's not this kind of a free, like, oh, it'll be fine. I just need to let go. It's more of this like solid knowledge and awareness that I know who God is. Mm-hmm. I know I can trust him. So I'm going to let go because that's of that. Right. That's right. Yeah. That's so good. There's actually a verse I've been really focused on and meditating on over this past season that I said, I feel like God's really been teaching me about this release of control mm-hmm. and just trusting and relying in him. Mm-hmm. And it's Isaiah 55 and eight through 13 specifically is really what I've been Focusing on, I'm going to read it to you guys. It says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts, they're higher than your thoughts. As the rain and snow come down from the heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return empty, Mm. but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Mm. That is so powerful. And I always speak that over my life, especially when I said I'm tempted to 
go back into doubt mode or control right. mode or I got to figure this out and help you right. out, God mode. I take a step back. I've been trying to at least. And I say, you know what, God? I don't know why you're doing what you're doing. I don't know why you're doing it the way that you're doing it. Mm-hmm. But I know my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways mm-hmm. are not your ways. And I'm glad because yeah. your thoughts are so much higher than my thoughts. Yeah. Your word says it. Your ways are so much higher than my ways. And your word also says, your word that's gone out, these things I know that you have promised to me that maybe haven't been fulfilled yet, they haven't happened, that they have gone out from your mouth, God, they're not going to return empty. Mm-hmm. But it says right here in that verse in Isaiah, they will accomplish what God desires. They will achieve the purpose that God sent them to you in the first place. Mm-hmm. So that promise in God's word in Isaiah really helps me. And I, like I said, I've really been meditating on that passage of scripture and focusing on it because the moments where I am tempted to take control, the moments where I am tempted to figure something out on my own and not pray about it first and Mm -hmm. just move forward and take charge. I'm like, wait, God knows why this is happening, why it's happening. His thoughts are so much higher than my thoughts. Mm -hmm. His ways are higher than my ways. I'm just going to step back and I'm just going to live in that promise yeah. instead of trying to make things go my own way. That's good. That's good. It's much easier to take control. Taking oh, control sure. is easy and it comes natural. Like you said, especially for us as women, a lot of us can relate. It's just, we naturally want to have a hold on things and yeah. make it work out. But yeah, like you said, it's just because we know who God is and because his word is so full of promises that mm-hmm. we can cling to. And those promises aren't necessarily like, okay, say this prayer, say this scripture, read your Bible, go to church enough. It's not a formula for getting what you want or for, you know, making God do a certain thing. It's not about that. It's about saying no matter what, whether this works out or not, whether my life looks the way I thought or not, Mm -hmm. I trust you, God. And I trust the promises of your word that state that I can trust you. You're trustworthy. So good. And I think the moments where we're most tempted to take control is when things are taking a while. Yeah. At least I know that's the case for me. To be honest, I'm not, I'm trying to work on it, girls. (laughs) I'm not the most patient person sometimes, especially when I'm like, all right, decision made. Let's do it. Let's charge the hill. Let's move forward. Let's get it done. I love being a go-getter and getting things done. (laughs) But a lot of times, you know, my timeline is not God's timeline. Right. So the hardest thing for me where it's hard for me to sit back and not take control is when, yes, I know it's supposed to happen. I know it needs to get done, but it's not here yet. It hasn't happened yet. I'm in like a waiting season, a waiting and trusting season, yeah. which are such good seasons, but sometimes so hard oh, definitely. because there are seasons of inactivity and yes. seasons when not a lot's going on and you got to cling to the truth that God's mm-hmm. spoken over you and say, I know you're still doing this, God. I know you're still working. Just like that song mm-hmm. says, even when I can't see it, you're working. Yeah. Even when I can't feel it, you're working. You never yeah. stop. You never stop working. He is working. Right. But it is hard to cling to that and mm-hmm. trust in that when you don't see any activity mm-hmm. or anything going on. Mm-hmm. So in situations like that, I always go back to some, some of my favorite stories in the Bible. Mm-hmm. I look at the lives of David and the lives of Joseph, who are mm-hmm. two of my favorite Bible characters. And a lot of people don't realize this, but David, just we'll start with him. He was supposed to be the king of Israel. He was anointed by Samuel, the prophet. And he said, you're going to be the next king of Israel. Amazing. But I don't think a lot of people realize David, from the moment he was anointed king to the moment he actually took the throne, got the crown, whatever, it was 15 years of waiting. He went back to the pasture Mm -hmm. and he was a shepherd boy for a while longer. Mm -hmm. Then he went and defeated Goliath. Then he went to battle. Then, you know, then he ran for his life Mm -hmm. from King Saul for a long period of time. 
So for 15 years, he had to wait and he knew what God had promised him. He knew, okay, I'm going to be the next king. I'm going to rule. That's God's will for my life. That's God's plan for my life. But it didn't happen overnight. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of times for us, God's promises something or we know God's called us into something. And just like I was saying earlier about myself, it's like, let's go. Let's yeah, get it. Let's right. charge the hill. Let's make this happen. I'm ready, God. When really God has showed you what he has for you, but it's not time yet. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we don't know God's timing. We don't understand God's timing, but we do have to trust in it because he has perfect timing. Right. So with David's story, I could only imagine how hard that would be to be like, you're going to be king. Mm-hmm. Like, cool. When do I start? Sign right. me up. But then he's like, no, go back to the pasture and keep taking care of the mm-hmm. sheep. Oh, and then you're going to go run for your life for a mm-hmm. while. And then you're going to do this and this and this. Mm-hmm. And in 15 years, you'll be king. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you're going to make me wait 15 years. Right. So that must have been hard for him. But look, God's promise was fulfilled in his life. Yeah. And I'm sure, I don't know David personally, but just from <laughs> reading the word, I'm sure God taught David so much yes. in that season of waiting and that yes. season of, you know, trusting and waiting for that promise to be fulfilled. Yeah. Same with Joseph. You know, God gave him... A vision. He spoke to Joseph through dreams when he was young, saying, "Your destiny, my plan for your life, mm-hmm. is you're going to be a ruler too. Mm-hmm. Your brothers are going to bow down to you." You know, he showed Joseph all this stuff, and I'm sure Joseph was like, "That's so cool!" Like, and he did say that because he went and told his brothers his dream and all, all these things. And but I don't think Joseph expected before that promise was fulfilled to be thrown in a pit, mm. sold into slavery, sitting in prison, working for somebody else for several years, right. all the stuff that happened in Joseph's story. I'm sure he got that vision, that promise from God and thought like, okay, wow, in probably a month, I'll be ruling somewhere. Mm. But it took Joseph a long time and it was quite the journey before he stepped into that promise that God had for him too. And I'm sure, I again, I don't know Joseph personally either, but I'm sure when he was sitting in a prison cell, he was probably thinking like, God, where are you? Because yeah. you promised me this, but so why am I in prison? You know, mm-hmm. you told me I was going to be a ruler, but I'm sitting here in a prison cell. So I'm sure those men were confused <laughs> about what God was doing. But if you look at both their stories, the entire time God knew what he was doing and God had his hand on their lives and his pro- God's promise for both their lives was ultimately fulfilled, mm-hmm. but it looked a little different. Mm-hmm. And can you imagine if they would have tried to take control and like David tried to become king in five years instead of 15, right. like what he would have missed out on, right. how the whole plan would have been messed up. It's like God knew all along and they ultimately got to their destination, yeah. but it was a journey in a yeah. world that neither of them probably imagined. So the same will happen for us. And right. that's what I remember when I'm feeling discouraged. Or I'm like, God, where are you? Or what are you doing? Or why are you taking me on this path? When mm-hmm. that path would be so much faster, mm-hmm. but God knows what he's doing. And again, just like that verse, his ways are higher than our ways. Mm-hmm. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. He always knows. So we just have to trust in that. Even though it's hard, way easier said than done. We just have to trust that he always knows what he's doing. Yeah. And I love those examples you shared because those are like, we can see, you know, we're not in the middle of those stories. We can see, we can read the Bible and say, wow, look what God did. We can see all the pieces, how everything came together. We don't see that in our own lives. We're in the moment and we can't know what's ahead, you know? So it's, it is a, as I'm sure Joseph and David both had to make a choice. Like, okay, I see what's in front of me. I don't understand it. I don't know where this is going. Right. But I'm going to choose to trust that God knows what he's doing. I'm going to choose to not do what would be easiest yeah. me taking control. And that requires, like, that requires choice and a perspective. That's a, right. A God perspective. So whatever 
each one of us, whatever anyone is going through in your life, whether it's a, a really, really bad circumstance, it could be, you know, sickness, it could mm-hmm. be family problems, there could be some serious things, or it could be, you know, trying to figure out your next career or, you know, your, if you should enter into a relationship with someone, it could be something right. really practical day to day, really hard, whatever it is. If we choose to have the perspective that God sees and God knows what he's doing mm-hmm. and I can trust him, we, we step away from our situation enough that's right. to say that, that will not only bring, I think, a peace and a trust, because that's what I've experienced in my own life, stepping away and trusting God brings peace, um, but also it allows God to then take control. Right. It allows God to do what he wants to do instead of us always jumping in and trying to change things. So it's just, it's such a, it's like you said, it's easier said than done. It's easy to read the Bible and say, well, it worked for them, but yeah. they don't, they're not in my situation. Our situation are, are really, they're really not that different. Mm-hmm. And we have the same God. That's God right. of the Bible is the changed. same. Yeah. Right. So we can say, okay, I know who you are. I can step back from the situation and know who God is and then say, all right, the situation is in God's hands. I don't need to take control of it. That's right. I think you mentioned it earlier, Jess, but you were saying like, he always is just faithful, right. you know, time and time again. And I think sometimes we... We think we know, like we've been talking about, and sometimes I think we know what's best for us. Or mm. a door opens and it's like, oh, okay, that's clearly it. Let's just yep. walk through it. And we don't take time to sit on it, pray about it, and think, God, is this is this of you? And I know that's happened to me before. Just kind of a quick personal story. When I was starting Kingdom Kids Homes, it's a nonprofit organization, a ministry that oversee that does missions work in, in Haiti. And we have an orphanage there. and We do a bunch of different things with kids, but... God put a dream on my heart when I was in college, a freshman in college, to start an orphanage in Haiti. So I started working on that dream, you know, praying about it. Um, it's a huge, long story, but I was like, okay, God, yes, you know, I'm in. And um, I started right away just making connections with people who I thought could help me reach this big God-given dream. And it was a God-given dream. You know, I definitely didn't come up with it myself. It, it was of God. So again, it was like a promise he gave to me, like, you're going to do this, or I'm going to do this through, I'm going to start this ministry open this orphanage. And I was like, awesome. Like, I'm scared. I have no idea how to do that, but great. Like, yes, God, I'm in. So I started making connections and things. And again, God's timing is so much better than ours. And again, his ways are higher than our ways. And he always knows. Mm -hmm. But as I was starting to, over the years, just make connections with people who did similar work in Haiti or who could help me get something like this started, I met a man who had a ministry that did work in Haiti. And through some mutual friends, I heard that he had a piece of land in Haiti that they weren't using, but they owned it. And it was next to their hospital that they had. And they had this just big open piece of land that they owned and weren't doing anything with. And so this mutual friend that we had said, you know, Christy, I think that might be a great spot for you to put the orphanage. You know, I've been in that area before and they definitely could use, uh, I mean, everywhere in Haiti could use an orphanage, but they definitely could use an orphanage there. There's not one around. And you know, this guy owns the land already. So that would save you a ton of steps. Mm-hmm. And I had researched and just met with people and heard it was extremely hard to buy land in Haiti because mm-hmm. it's hard to find someone that's trustworthy there that actually owns the land you're looking to purchase and, mm-hmm. and things like that. So knowing somebody who already owned land, this guy was American and things was a huge, like, step ahead. It was a huge connection and would have been the absolute perfect situation. Mm -hmm. So when this mutual friend told me that I was like, Oh yes. Like this is God opening a huge door for us. I am so excited. Like, yes, I want to meet with this guy. I want to ask him about, 
using the land. Like, this is amazing. Like, wow, this is happening so much faster than I thought it would. Like, woo, you know, let's move forward kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I remember I was so pumped and I thought, this is, this is going to be it. You know, there's no way it's mm-hmm. not. And so I met with this man who owned, who worked for this ministry and who owned this land in Haiti for lunch one day. And I was just blown away by how rude he was. Oh. <laughs> but I didn't expect him to say that, but he was not a nice guy at all. Honestly, he laughed at the dream when I shared with him the dream that God had given me to start this orphanage. He laughed at me and, you know, questioned how old I was, which I was 20 years old at the time I was young, but you know, I knew it was a call of God in my life. And so he was like, yeah, right. You're never going to get this done. If you even get to open this orphanage with, you know, if it even works within a year, the kids will be out on the street and worse off than they were in the first place. And he was just so rude. And he said, good luck getting his exact words were good luck getting anybody to take you seriously. And he laughed, literally laughed. And so I was completely shocked, but also completely crushed. And I remember going home that day, completely heartbroken and I was like, what? God, I know, again, what you've promised me. I know what you've spoken to mm. me. You said I'm supposed to open this children's home, help these kids in Haiti, open a children's home in the next couple of years here while I'm young and in college. And this was like the absolute perfect open door. And now it slammed shut. It didn't even shut. It was like right. slammed in my face shut, you know? And there's no way I can work with this guy. And didn't sound like he's going to give us the land at all. And... I was just so heartbroken and confused because I thought like this was God's plan and this was the best option for me with starting this orphanage in Haiti. Mm-hmm. But again, God's ways are so much higher than our ways and he he knows. He always has a plan and he's always got us. So, you know, recovering from that devastating blow, I was like, okay, God, I that was the only open door I had and I have no idea how to go about doing something like this when that door was completely shut. But I still trust you and I still am going to, trust and fully stand in Mm. what you promised me about opening this orphanage. Mm. It's a very long story, but then years, a year and a half later, I met the perfect connection who's still our orphanage director and Haiti country director. And honestly, like a family member to me, his name's Robinson, who oversees every single operation that the ministry does in Haiti. And he had a house that he was using as a guest house, um, but he always had a dream and he always felt like God was calling him to use the guest house to make the guest house an orphanage. Mm-hmm. So through a crazy stream of connections, God brought me and him together. We met and within a couple of days, we knew within like three days to be exact, we knew that this was such a God connection. We linked up together and we started the orphanage at his guest house, the house that he always felt like God was saying, make an orphanage out mm-hmm. of this house. So that was, that's a long story too, but that was the absolute perfect connection, such a God ordained connection, God ordained meeting. And only God could have orchestrated something like that. And that was 10 times better than Mm. that land with that man, you know, that didn't work out. But it just goes to show, even when you're at your lowest moment, because I was at my lowest moment when that door shut and that guy was completely rude to me and mocked me and laughed at, at my dream. That was my lowest moment, really, so far, maybe in life. You know, I was just completely crushed. And God was just saying, just hold on, you know. And I think a lot of times... God is telling us to just hold on. When we're trying to take control, we're saying like, mm-hmm. God, why isn't this working out? Why isn't this happening how you said it would? Why, 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 why? And this was supposed to happen five years ago. And mm-hmm. I think God's saying like, just hold on mm-hmm. and just trust me. Mm-hmm. And again, with this whole topic of releasing control, when we release control and we say, God, I don't know why that door shut, but I trust in you still. And I know you're working for me. I know you're for me. You're working on my behalf. I trust in your promises. When we pray a prayer of faith like that, God always comes through and God 
always honors humility. God always honors obedience and God always honors faith. Yeah. And so hopefully my, that was a very quick version of the story, but hopefully that can encourage you. Like whenever you feel like what's happening, like my life's spiraling out of control. I thought it was looking one way. Mm-hmm. Now that door's shut, everything's thrown in the air and I don't even know what's next. Continue to just press in and trust because mm-hmm. God has definitely got you. Amen. That's such a, and that's such a great whole summary in a nutshell of your story of like the fact that control is not easy. Mm-hmm. It's not comfortable right. and, and it's not going to feel that way. Like right. we often expect like, okay, I'm following God. It should just kind of work. It doesn't feel that way or yeah. look that way on the onset. And it might not look that way for years, but the beautiful thing is just like in your story, when we choose to say, okay, I'm still going to trust. Right. I'm still surrendered to you, God. He does work it out. That's we can right. hold on to that and, and realize that in the process, God is doing things that we can't see. So true. Yeah. So good. And I guess um, as we wrap up in a couple of minutes, um, just kind of practical answer to this question. You know, we've shared a lot of verses and stories and things, but just the question was that I asked <laughs> for this podcast episode, how do I release control and trust God in the midst of so many unknowns? You're like, okay, I love that question, Christy. I can totally relate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do I do? <laughs> like, what's the first step that I should do, practically speaking, when I do have a lot of unknowns and I feel like things are spelling out of control and I, I don't know how to trust God? For me, like I said, I'm still learning so much about this topic and I feel like I'll always be learning about mm-hmm. this topic. But my number one answer would be to pray. And mm-hmm. I know that sounds very cliche, maybe, and very simple, but pray, press into God. And just pray that same prayer that I was praying after I got crushed and that, that man, you know, shot down my dream. Like, God, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know why you're doing it this way. I don't know why that didn't work out, but I trust you anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stand in your promises for my life and trust you anyway. Mm-hmm. Your will, God, even though that door was shut, that mustn't happen. Your will. Mm-hmm. I just want your will for my life. And that's honestly something I've been praying just with different situations in my life that are happening every day. Like, God, I don't know why this is taking forever. I don't know why that didn't happen. Or I don't know why that door was shut. I don't know why, you know, there's a lot of unknowns just as this question asked, but just praying, God, your will be done Mm -hmm. on earth as it is in heaven. Like I just want your will above all else for my life. And just again, telling him, I trust you, God, like Mm -hmm. prayer is just a conversation with God, like Mm -hmm. reminding him, like, I am for you. I trust you. I lead me. I just want to follow Mm. after you. So that's like really the first place I would say to start just in answer to this question of how to release control is just pray like God, just verbally say it. I am releasing control. I trust you and I'm giving this whatever situation it is to you. Right, right. It sounds so simple. Like you said, it sounds like such a churchy response, but really you guys, it's it is the most important response. Mm-hmm. Prayer is is so critical because, it, like you said, it's just it's telling God your heart. He, he already knows it, but telling Him it, it's part of that release. And I also love the fact that you, earlier on you you mentioned a verse that you love. And you're praying over your own yeah. life. Praying the scripture has changed oh, the game yeah. for me with prayer. So I often actually often go to the Psalms. Mm, Psalms is beautiful. Written, a lot of them written by David. The guy went through some stuff. Right, and, yeah, and he wrote it down and they were 
the Psalms are really just songs and prayers of, of David and others. Um, and they're very raw, very real. And so when I read the Psalms, oftentimes I'll, I'll pray the words that I'm reading mm-hmm. and I'll make them my own even. I'll add to them a little bit because that is such a, there's such powerful truth in the scriptures and you can search the scriptures. We encourage that. Look through the Bible as you're reading and growing with the Lord write down verses, you know, that really are relating to what you're going through, you know, whether that's struggling or surrender, control, um, write them down, pray them out, make them a part of your, your conversation with God because his word is power. That's right. So if there's, there's beauty in that. And another practical note, one of the things that I'm unlearning very recently too, is um, when I'm tempted to take control, and that's often, I am I'm, I'm a control freak. I like to have yeah. my hands on things. So when I'm tempted to take control of things, my initial reaction is like, let me just do this. Let yeah. me go for it. Let me, like you were saying, let me just, I, I want to get it done. Let's go. Mm-hmm. I'm learning that because that's how I am, I need to go the opposite direction of that. So a practical thing I've been trying to do more of is when I'm tempted to jump in and take control of a situation, for example, maybe it's a career thing. Yeah. You know, I, I see a job online, I'm looking at jobs and thinking, oh, I should apply. This looks good. This looks right. Instead of just going for it now, what I'm trying to do is take a step back, literally wait an hour, even mm-hmm. a day, a couple days, good. and just take some time to process it, pray it over think it through, maybe talk to somebody about it, get an opinion on it, and then make a decision instead of going with the gut reaction of, oh, I should just do it. Like, let me take control because that's easy. Um, Doing the opposite, taking a step away to really get your head around this thing you're going for, this thing you want to go for. It really helps. And I believe too that when the, when the Lord says, you know, be still and, and know that I'm God, being still, it really does it's open hard. our eyes. Yeah. You, know, it, you know, it's hard, but it also gives clarity That's and right. wisdom to what we need to do. And yes. God will do that if we let him. So I just think, yeah, stepping away, give yourself some time, process through mm-hmm. some things, pray through some things instead of initially just taking control of them is one good way. That's so good. And another piece of advice I heard um, my pastor said, tailing off of that, is never make a permanent decision on a down day. There you go. Like, I love that you said <laughs> to take a step back, think it through when you're tempted to just move right. forward and make a decision and take control. Be like, well, that's not happening, so I'm just going to do this. Mm-hmm. It's like, don't make a permanent decision on a down day. Take a step back, pray about it, yeah. get your thoughts together, yeah. leave some room for God to move, and then then see how it's looking. Absolutely. That's really good advice. Yeah. So there's, there's just some practical things. And honestly, Jess and I could talk about this topic a lot longer, yeah. <laughs> but we're almost out of time. Cause I know we both, you know, we both were laughing and just saying how God has just been teaching us so much yes. on this. So this episode's really for us. Yes. True. <laughs> just to process through all the things God oh. has been teaching us. And um, hopefully you've got something out of it, but I just want to, as we wrap up here, leave you girls with one verse that I've also shared Isaiah 55, but another verse that I've also just been praying. Cause as I've said several times through this episode, this is something I'm personally working through mm-hmm. releasing control, fully trusting in God, mm-hmm. just letting go of situations. So again, like when you have a promise or something, you know, God has said, or something, you know, God's called you to do, and it hasn't happened yet. Or you're in that waiting period that we talked about, um, another practical thing that I do, like I said, is pray, but I've, I've been praying this verse and it's Numbers twenty three nineteen, And it says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should change his mind. Mm. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and then not fulfill? Mm. 
So when I have those moments where I want to take control, which mm-hmm. sadly come up a little too often for me, mm-hmm. but I just like Jess was saying, taking a step back, I try to take a step back and I pray and I say, God, I know you are not a God who lies. Right. You're not a God who promises, who speaks and doesn't act. You're not a God who promises and does not fulfill. Mm-hmm. Even though it's not happening yet, and it seems like you're taking the long route mm-hmm. or things are up in the air and I don't know how things are going to work out. I know you're a God who fulfills his promises yeah. and I'm going to stand on that and I'm going to trust in that no matter my circumstances, yeah. no matter how great things are looking, no matter how much things are moving forward, no matter how bad things are looking and how much it seems like things have completely stopped. Mm-hmm. I know you're a God that does not lie. You would not promise mm-hmm. and not fulfill. So I'm going to choose to trust in you mm-hmm. despite my circumstances, despite my situations. I'm going to choose to trust in you. Amen. Couldn't have said it better. Wow. Good stuff. Like I said, we could talk about this forever, but we are about out of time. But me and Jess both, our hearts are just to reach girls, to Mm -hmm. minister to them, to talk to them. If you guys have any questions on this, if you're like, wow, I could totally relate to your stories and what I was hearing and I'm really struggling with the releasing control thing too. Um, You know, you're not alone. We both Mm -hmm. said we're we're working on that and God's Mm -hmm. teaching us a lot about that. But we would love to hear from you. Don't hesitate to reach out to one of us and talk to one of us. We'd love to help you through, pray for you be a resource for you guys in any way we can. Absolutely. Well, again, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Yes, thank you. Can't wait for next time. Yes, and (laughs) speaking of next time, we release a new episode on the first Friday of every single month. So our June episode will be out the first Friday in June. So stay tuned for that. But thanks for listening, girls. We hope you have a great day. Bye. Bye. Bye.